0: Hey, I'm your host, Danny Rubio, and this is Spencer Strooper, and we are who we are because Because the internet. internet.
1: All right. Well, that's the beginning of the show. Uh, let's see. Well, today. That was it. That's, th- it. That's it. that's it. That's congratulations, all you guys. That was it. Thanks that was s- as good as the podcast gets for today. Thanks for listening. Um, Remember to we'll uh, see you next week.
0: <laughs> no Spencer's got the topic today.
1: Oh, I do. But apparently. You're looking at me. I
0: just started the podcast because you said go.
1: Okay. Well, I feel like the guy like in Elderskorm and church that like suddenly gets like <laughs> picked. You on. got. You got the lesson today. Uh, Excuse uh, what? me. What
0: I uh. I just I'm new to the ward. Uh, yeah, you get the lesson.
1: No okay, I, I really am prepared. Today, I want to talk about data, n- the knowledge that Google has about you. Oh, and ad targeting. That is good. And I'm going to base it off of a personal project that I've been working on for okay. a year now. So for my New year's resolution, 2014, I chose to not drink Red Bull for a year.
0: Wait, are you like a Red Bull addict?
1: Anybody who knows me knows that I love Red Bull. My goal in future in life is to work for Red Bull. Like, that is something I want to do more than anything in the world because I believe that Red Bull truly grasps the media and amazing (laughs) powerhouse that is the internet. Like, I would love to work for Red Bull Media House just as an editor. That's like my dream, you know, working with extreme sports, and during that for my life. So any content that Red Bull pushes out, any blog they write, any picture they post, I like, 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 like. And every time I do that, Google and Facebook takes that analytic and says, this guy really, really, <laughs> really, really likes Red Bull. So I continually see more and more and more content from Red Bull, even in, like, advertisements on the sidebar. Like, they know that you're that all about Red I Bull. I am all about Red Bull. And so one day... I decided, you know what, I can do hard things. I was drinking, you know, a Red Bull a day sometimes too. Oh, that's real hard. Super, super unhealthy. Like,
0: not a good choice. Well, is it is a Red Bull a day or two Red Bulls a day? Is that really
1: that bad? Uh, I imagine it is, but it gets. I would, I would, I got to the point where I couldn't go a day without it. Okay, yeah, that's just bad. That's bad. That's not good. If you can't function without. Some f- sort of substance, then, then it's probably not th- a good thing for you. I would agree. I would yeah. agree with that. Well, you know, so um, I decided New Year's Day, I wasn't going to drink a Red Bull for an entire year. And luckily, I've gone strong. But it's gone to the point where you know, if somebody opens a Red Bull on the other side of the room, I can smell it. Like, you're like, it's kicking the, back in. The addiction like, has never <laughs> gone away. And like, when I started doing this, I was working at the social media company in Australia, and my friend said to me, "What you should do is start an Instagram account and make a video or take a picture of every time that Red Bull markets to you."
0: Ooh, have you done that?
1: I haven't, but. I'm thinking about redoing it again this year. Like I'll have a Red Bull on New Year's Eve, like just to stay up, you know, enjoy it get enjoy. back into the groove. And then I might do it again because I still like all of Red Bull's photos. Like I still engage with all of their marketing and I still follow all of their feeds and I still love them to death. I think they're an amazing company. Like a few months ago, there was this big lawsuit where somebody sued Red Bull because they said that the product gave them wings, oh. but it didn't help improve their athletic stamina at all. And sure they sued them and won. And so Red Bull was offering money to anyone who drank Red Bull within like the past three years, and I had enough respect for the company to that not I wouldn't take their money. That's awesome. Man. That's that's great. Yeah. that's good. For, power to so, you.
0: So I guess well let's 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 uh, do some questions. All right. So where do you feel that it began? Where do you feel like
1: this? the Red Bull addiction or the Red Bull marketing?
0: I think both. I want to know both. Oh gosh. Uh, so like, do 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 you think the marketing influenced? Where do you think the marketing influenced your 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 consumption your starting of the consumption of Red Bull? Uh,
1: that's a really hard question. I mean, you know, I started drinking Red Bull probably when I was maybe twenty, twenty-one.
0: So what, after you graduated high school?
1: Yeah, that, that was way after I graduated high school. Like I didn't I didn't drink energy drinks at all in high school.
0: Was it? Did you see a Red Bull truck at your university?
1: Yeah, all the time. Okay,
0: so that so that's where. So there's where it definitely
1: starts. like I've seen marketing for Red Bull for as long well, as I can remember. I remember watching like the, the TV shows the Flugtag, when they're pushing the like the things off the edge of the boat. The yeah. that's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen.
0: They do have great commercials.
1: Yeah, and so like marketing started from a very young age, but I started drinking it. I don't know, like probably when I started snowboarding. I just feel like I saw snowboarders drinking it all the time. And I had made a lot of friends that snowboarded and they drank it all the time. And they were like, Oh, just try one. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And then I realized this product is fantastic. Like they have great marketing. And that was when I was studying marketing in school Mm. and like, I enjoyed their product. I feel like every bit of their marketing backs up their product. Like, I feel like, you know, they're not shortchanging you at all or giving you any false advertising. Like I really believe that Red Bull is a great product. And so I think that's probably when it started is, probably when i started snowboarding i remember about the same time i got home from my mission so i was 21 i remember taking a mass media class and we had to do an article on celebrity endorsement oh yeah and uh we did just a brief clip of sean white and his hidden half pipe and like it was sponsored by red bull and we um had the class count how many times you saw the red bull logo in their short film it's like three minutes long and like i think that the logo showed up like 88 times in three minutes in just this three minute video. And like, whoever got the closest, we gave them a pack of Red Bull. And like, I remember that that's really what solidified like my marketing love for Red Bull and like continuation. And like, even now that I haven't drank Red Bull for a year and I still engage with their content, like Google still knows that I like it. So now how, why? Okay. Okay. I guess,
0: where do you think that Google, do you, we know that companies are paying Google for that, that information because I mean, everything that we that's on the internet is some form or tracked analytically where you click, how, what you click on, how many organic searches, you know, all those different things is being uh, categorized and, and, you know, put into computers so that people can access later. Yeah. So, uh. I guess hmm. I guess where do you want to go with this?
1: The question I think that stands out the most is to me is they have all this information like they know what you want and they have the ability to market to you. But where does the future of that data go? I mean like oh. when you cross-combine data, could you find maybe internet that shops for you? like, as they gather more and more data, like, the future of the internet, no doubt in my mind, is data. Like, I see it going that way more and more, like, cookies and understanding and data tracking and following you everywhere that you go. And I find that if businesses can truly capitalize on tracking that data for you, like, they'll know, oh, this guy, he comes into our online store and he buys toilet paper every three months. So rather than him coming every three months, we could just theoretically send him toilet paper every three months because we know that's when he'll need it most
0: oh that's that'd be that's really interesting like the
1: the future of data tracking and the future of the internet i feel like could be a huge prospect for the future of the internet
0: now this but the biggest thing i feel like is that because what we know we know that the internet is not regulated right so the internet and it can't be regulated will never ever be regulated no. we like to believe that we like to believe that and i don't think it will because it's, we, it's fingers crossed yeah we're, well because i don't think it will because of the fact that it's this the world access to the internet and there's too many things that are, like too many governments and it's just too much of a huge thing right right that doesn't mean that it's not regulated by like it's not it's not i don't think it's regulated but it's more of it's like uh, blocked by governments okay so, I so, can see that. So it's not some people say like China, they regulate air quotes, um, their their internet, but it's more of they're blocking certain things from their their nation. Yeah. So very true. So data, I when it comes down to that data and what that data means, I, I and how we're gonna use that in the future. I think I wonder if people will be like, Oh, you or Because people are already weirded out about data. Because like, oh,
1: you're tracking my. You know this much about me. You know my age. You know my interests. Right, and well,
0: you know, if you have a Facebook account, anyone who, all that information is already stored. And so you're, if you're, if you're all scared about that, paranoid about that, you're already scared. You're never gonna have a Facebook account. But I do think that data will have a huge impact on, you know, maybe helping us go. You know, shopping. I even think it'd be interesting to see how much that data would help s- students going into college. Like college is saying, "Hey, uh, we, you know, this is the information that we that we received from you know whoever, maybe Google, or when you you applied, um, we think that these are the best you know suited majors for you. Ooh. Consider that, right? That's an interesting thought. Because, how if I'm watching YouTube videos on you know technology?" They automatically know that I want to go into some technology. They, they
1: they know you're interested in that. Right.
0: Yeah. And so you can say, these are some basic courses that you should take to see if this is really what you want to go
1: into. That's interesting. i would never thought about it from that angle before. Right. That could be a huge benefit for like universities and knowing like pre-advance because how many kids don't know what they want to do for right. school?
0: I was lucky enough to fig- li- really, and I think it's because I watched so much YouTube and I like, I was, I was either, I either want to go into, you know, computers or, you know, some sort of video f- framework, yeah. which is what I'm going to. And, but I've, you know, I'm learning coding and, and I know computers and I've messed with a lot of computers in different aspects. So that's, I, w- I was kind of blessed to know what path I wanted to go to. Yeah. However, there's a lot of people out there who come in, they're like, I don't have no idea what I want to do. Yeah. And it's because they don't try anything. I
1: have a quote that I keep in my wallet that says you should do like when you don't have anything to think about, the thing that you think about is the thing you should do. Oh, that's cool. That's that makes good sense. So the thing you think about when you have nothing else to think about is the thing that you should do. So uh, write that down, everybody, one more time. The thing that you think about when you have nothing to think about is the thing that you should do.
0: Boom. That is, some, that is life advice from Stroop Dog.
1: And I feel like that's partially what the Internet is. You know, like we fill so much of our time with it doing homework or studying. But the data, the key data, is when you just get on the Internet to do whatever like i mean there's times when i'll just get on youtube and i just call it following the stream and what i'll do is i'll just select one of the videos from the side and then i'll select one of the videos that's featured after the end of the video and i don't like pick anything i just see where i end up and usually like i don't always give this advice because you could end up in a very dark corner of the internet full of cat videos or strange doings (laughs) that you're not really sure how you got here everybody
0: am i watching that's what i find like a lot of times where – there I think there's two type cuz it's interesting there's people who are on the internet or that use the internet because they see the resource in it and but often I see that there's a lot of people who just kind of float the internet and I mean by that like, and like what you're saying they kind of just pick whatever and they they don't really know how to use the internet they don't know how to use YouTube they don't know how to use Twitter they don't know how to use Facebook per se um, and so like that's where I think I think that the data would could be lost because there there are people even even people who are born in the like millennials or uh other you know adults or young adults who love to like you go on the internet a lot but they don't they're not using the internet because the it's such an interesting way that uh people you know my sister uh i love the internet and i use the internet I think pretty effectively I use it to, you know, listen to awesome podcasts to watch sweet videos, to, to be inspired and to say, you know what? I can do that. I'm going to do that. Or I'm going to try to go into some field to do that. or I'm going to learn what I needed to learn. And yet my sister kind of just is like, whatever she like is like a ghost. She kind of, she
1: creeps on people on the internet or on Facebook. Um, But the interesting thing to note there is that even though your sister is ghosting the internet there's still tons of data about her. Like, my mother, bless her heart, has no social media accounts, like, rarely uses the internet. You know, I had to teach her how to do a, a PowerPoint a long time ago, and, like, that's about as far as her computer knowledge goes. But what my mother doesn't know is that she is the most googleable person in my family. Like, if you Google every single person in my family's name, the most information about anyone is my mother, and she's the one who uses the internet the least. So, I mean, like, the fact that everybody is on the Internet, like, your digital footprint, whether you realize it or not, is massive. And I think that that's one of the things that intrigues me most about the Internet is where is it going to go? Like, they have all this knowledge about it, and how can they use it?
0: Yeah. Uh, I think it would be sweet to see, you know, schools using the data to help students. It would be interesting to see how, like you said, like, you know, having product come to my door saying we are aware that you you know this is something that you do and not have to leave my house which would be crazy because then i wouldn't have to go to the store so much
1: i mean that could be a new form of like guerrilla marketing like if you had that data available to you and be like this guy has searched for pet food 300 times in the last year you'd be like companies could use that data and say hey, here's a free sample of our pet food if your dogs like it Feel free to you know buy some more. That's that's good. I mean the future of data is limitless. What would you? Uh, this is a question for our viewers, or I guess they're not viewers, listeners. Yeah. Like what would you be most interested to see data do in the future? I want to know your answers. Um, tweet me at at stroopdog s t r e u p d a w g. And are you on Twitter, Danny? Yeah.
0: I got my my handle is at drbeat, and that is elite talk for drbe. 4t yeah so, so tweet
1: us whatever you think the future of data holds like what yeah. you'd be interested to see people use data for
0: that's uh, about as uh, the time we got for the podcast today uh remember to uh subscribe to us on itunes so itunes yeah
1: is that what we're on
0: uh, we're. Ho- I'm hoping to get us on there.
1: Okay, cool. Well, welcome out. to iTunes, guys. <laughs> um, this podcast today was brought to you by the uh, the Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, who uh, use our mine my uh, use and mine our data to spy on us. You know, could li- let's get a little conspiracy theory going.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, but really, our uh, podcast is sponsored by Red Bull yeah. because it gives you wings.
1: Shout out to Red Bull. I love you guys. If you want me to come work for you, let me know.
0: It's true. you need the man. Speaks truth. Right. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, catch you guys next week.
1: Peace. Antiquity, the Middle Ages, the Renaissance, the Industrial Revolution, the Internet.